Welcome to Weight Loss and Wellness for Real, the podcast where people like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the physical and mental weight so you can feel better and live the life you want in the body and mind you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating, overeating, binging behaviors, and move to a place of freedom with food and your body, you're in the right place. Just a reminder that this podcast represents my own opinions. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your doctor or healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. Hello, friends, and welcome. Thank you all for listening and for sharing this space with me, with each other. I really appreciate you all being here. Uh, Special thanks to those of you who have recently supported the podcast as a listener supporter. If you're interested in being a listener supporter of the podcast, um, you can just click on the show wherever you're listening to it and um, scroll down. And there's a link at the bottom of the description of the episode that you can click on. And it's really easy after that to give the podcast some support if you're so inclined. Um, If that's not where you're at right now, then anything you can do to pass it along via social media or just to share it with a friend, someone who you think might benefit is really, really helpful for me in order to keep the podcast going and growing and creating episodes, um, all those things. Okay, so today we are going to talk about why we do not need to feel good or motivated all the time to lose weight, right? And how to how to find comfort in discomfort. And one of the sentiments I hear a lot of in my line of work, whether it's in my counseling practice or working with my weight loss clients, is you know, needing, I need to feel good in order to make changes in my life. I I hear things like, well, if everything would just go right for once, I could lose the weight. Or if I could just have a week with no stress, I could do this. Or if I was happier, I could make the changes. Now, it might be true that it feels easier to make habit changes or behavioral changes when we're feeling good, but it's not true that we have to feel good or everything in life has to be going perfect in order to lose weight or to make any changes we are trying to make for ourselves. So keep listening to learn how to make changes and lose weight even when you're not feeling good or motivated or things are not going perfectly in life. I wanted to tell you about a company I recently used and that you may be interested in using as well. It is called Five Strands, five, the number, and then S-T-R-A-N-D-S, five strands. And it is a test to learn about food intolerances, environmental intolerances, and it can give you lots of really good information on how your body is currently responding to your diet. So it can identify food or environmental intolerances, And then you can kind of temporarily remove these things from your diet and make lifestyle decisions around that in order to reduce inflammation, to feel a bit better. Uh, This isn't about allergy testing. This isn't the same if you were to go get allergy testing through blood. This is uh, simply about a different process they use that help to identify 
not allergies, but simple intolerances to foods that you currently may be eating and things in your environment. And then once you have that knowledge, the idea is you can go into an elimination diet and take all those things out at once versus if any of you have done an elimination diet before, when you're trying to figure out what's working for you, what's not, you know, maybe something like you take out all dairy, you have to wait four weeks to see how you respond, then you take out another thing, then you, so it's just this really long process of trying to figure those things out. This is just a really quick, simple, easy way to get that information and eliminate all those things at once. And then the idea is you do slowly add them back in once your body, um, the inflammation has calmed down, your body's ready to respond to them again. So this isn't about eliminating these foods forever and always. It's simply about taking them out for a time period to really optimize your health, maybe even lose some weight, and then um, slowly adding them back in. And the test is so easy because you just send in some strands of hair, hence the name of the company, Five Strands. You just send in some hair, you get results back within five to seven days. The other reason I, when asked, agreed to work with this company was because their customer service was so amazing. Any questions you have, um, anything like that, they are just friendly, very knowledgeable. Um, I just really, really appreciated their this to me was like old school customer service. So they're a great company. Um, and, and, and this sort of testing can just give you that idea of, okay, these are the things I'm going to try to cut out and, and we'll see, um, you know, trying to optimize feeling good, all that sort of stuff. And my own personal thing with this is I was noticing that I was having uh, just some cues and feedback going on from my body with some regular things I had been eating where I had never had those uh, negative cues and feedback before. And so I knew something was going on and that's why I got into taking this test. And what was really interesting is some things came back that I knew would come back. Like I've always known dairy. I do not do well with dairy. Um, I, I know I don't do well with eggs, things like that. But I really found some of the results fascinating. Like there were certain proteins that I was used to eating every single day that I'm highly right now currently in my lifestyle intolerant to um, and other proteins that were just fine. So that helped me adjust uh, to what I'm eating right now. Another thing that was really interesting is I always thought I was really intolerant to red wine but could was fine with all clear alcohol like vodka, um, all that kind of stuff. And Actually, according to this, uh, all clear alcohol is not good, but I'm totally cool with red wine. So things like that were really, really fascinating to me and also just helped me create sort of this elimination diet plan for about six weeks that I'll be doing and uh, just, just gave me all the information in one shot. So I highly, highly recommend them if you are looking to optimize your health it's a quick and easy test to just get more information. I really do hope you give it a try. I just believe more knowledge about our bodies and how they are working is such a key in gaining that optimal health. So if you want to give them a try, you can head over to fivestrands.com. Again, it's the number five and then S-T-R-A-N-D-S.com. And when you go to check out, put in my name, Heather Heinen. H-E-Y-N-E-N, -E and you're going to get a nice discount. The truth is, if we waited to make any changes to our weight, and we keep waiting to feel good, or to feel motivated, 
or for there just to be less stress in life or to have a week where everything goes right, you're never ever going to lose the weight because this is reality. This is, this is not how life works. That is reality. Life has its constant, constant ups and downs. And this is just a fact. And this will go on and on in your life until the end of your life, until the end of my life. There will always be easier times and more difficult times. There will always be times you feel super motivated and times you just want to curl up in bed and not get out. This is the ebb and flow of life you know, often on a daily basis, ups and downs. I I like to think of daily life, weekly life, monthly life, yearly life, like waves, right? The, the constant ebb and flow, up and down, you know, just like a wave, constantly up and down, up and down. And, you know, the metaphor I love to use, I've used this since, I mean, for 20 years. The one that works for me is I really um, like the idea you know, that the trick is to learn to surf these ups and downs, to learn how to ride the wave, to experience the ups and the downs, the ebbs and the flows on top of the water with ease, like a, like a seasoned surfer without getting pulled under and drowning. So we can learn and practice surfing through the highs and lows, really enjoying and embodying the highs, you know, the peaks of the waves, and also though, allowing for the lows and really feeling and allowing those hard feelings too, the lows too, that part too, not denying, not repressing the difficult part or parts or the difficult times or the tough feelings, but really learning to surf them as well, to really feel them as well, to allow them and continuing to stay on top of the water there, not getting pulled under by the wave, not getting, um, not, not to feel that, that drowning sensation, right? Like really learning to surf the ups and downs, staying on top of the water. Um, once we start to get pulled under by them, that is where we end up, um, giving up or quitting. So let's, let's get a little more practical here. We do know in our current moment in time, And in this particular culture, you know, I live in the United States, so I'm being specific to our current Western culture in 2022. But in this moment in time that we are existing, we have so much comfort in general. So for most of us, sorry, that's my kitty running around. For most of us listening here, you know, we are not going hungry. We are rarely cold. We are never overly hot. Many of us have no need to challenge our bodies physically, right? Sometimes I just think about how life just decades before, so my grandparents' time was even so different than now. That was not that long ago, but they were, you know, all from a line of immigrant farmers and their daily life was so different than mine. The The physical demands of daily life were, were literally a 180 from how I exist three days a week in an air-conditioned or heated office where I sit all day long or even how I exist at my home. You know, again, my home is temperature controlled. I, I can drive to a place that carries every possible food item I could possibly imagine. I can, I can even buy food that is already made, prepared, and I don't have to cook it. I could just throw it into the microwave. You know, I have no demand on me to walk to places I need to go. You know, I can drive. My point is, compared to even our recent ancestors, let alone our ancestors in the very past, we we are totally and completely living in physical comfort. And, and this is a huge problem for our current state of health in general. 
you know, we are eating too much food and moving too little and our bodies are not stressed in ways they need to be stressed to become optimal for our health and well-being. And yes, I said it. <laughs> Stress is not only always the enemy, right? Um, our bodies actually do need some specific kinds of stress in order to become optimal for our health and well-being. Our bodies are designed to have stresses put on them in order to be optimal. And one of the most used examples of this is how a muscle needs to be used or stressed in order to keep it, in order to build more muscle. A muscle needs to be pushed to a limit in order to build more of it. We need some stress to be optimal physically, but we also need some stress to be optimal mentally and emotionally. And this is a concept that many will argue and don't quite get, but hear me out here because this is really important. The only time we grow, if you will, or we improve or we optimize or we adapt in all ways as a human is by going through some sort of stress, some sort of discomfort. The discomfort of that workout is what leads to maintaining or building that muscle so you're stronger and, and physically function better. Now, I'm not talking about pain. It is not pain that you want out of a workout. That does the opposite. I'm talking about discomfort, mild discomfort, Um, the discomfort of standing in and experiencing the urge to overeat or overdrink without overdrinking or overeating, like really standing in and experiencing and embodying the urge without giving in to the urge. That discomfort is what changes the habit of overeating and brings you weight loss. The discomfort of exposing your shadows, right? Psychological level here. The discomfort of exposing your shadows and bringing them to light in a therapy process or a state of being vulnerable with another human. That discomfort is what eventually brings peace and better relationships. You know, as as humans, we are designed with a need for discomfort in order to become more, to be greater than our current state to optimize, to truly feel alive. So understanding that we actually need discomfort in order to grow, to change, to become who we really want to become, and this applies to weight loss, absolutely, to really lose the weight you want to lose for good does require discomfort. And changing your story or narrative about discomfort can really help in your process of making changes. Really embodying the knowledge and idea that discomfort brings the change, brings you what you want. Discomfort brings you what you want, can help you embrace the discomfort. So if you are practicing feeling that urge, you know, the urge to overeat or overdrink, and you're practicing sitting in it and feeling in it, you are definitely super uncomfortable. You are in a lot of discomfort in that moment. And it is in that moment you can tell yourself, This is so good to be feeling this discomfort because I know it means I am moving through my habit of overeating. And if I continue to feel the discomfort now, eventually I will find freedom and a healthy relationship with food. I'm hoping I'm making the case for the importance of discomfort. And with that, there are some practical safe ways to practice discomfort these days since we don't have to forage or kill or grow even our food and since we don't have to actually walk to get, get to where we want to go and since many of us really can sit all day long at our, our jobs and all the other comfortable things we have going for us, 
you know, it's really, well, okay, side note here. I guess, you know, what I'm thinking about is I find it fascinating that we are living in a time of the most incredible comfort. And yet as a population, we are the most stressed out as ever. So, so when I think about this, it just reaffirms that discomfort is necessary for eventual peace and well-being. Too much comfort brings stress to us in many ways. Our bodies, you know, many of us are not are overweight, not healthy. Um, so it's like this toggle switch, right? Of you know, we we are we have the mo- we are living in the most comfortable of times. <laughs> And yet we are the most stressed out. So that's really interesting that, you know, our bodies, our physical bodies are not getting stressed necessarily from the outside like they need to in order to optimize, but that yet we are mentally, emotionally so incredibly stressed out, um, you know, that there's this whole backfire of of um, what that stress is doing to our bodies. So Anyway, okay, so back to the case for the importance of discomfort and again, some practical safe ways uh, to spur your physiological system and psychological system into optimization. All right, so one of the first ones would be to work out. So especially any sort of strength training program is really great here. If you don't know what you're doing in the gym or um, even at home, if you're doing body, you know, you're going to do some strength training with body weight or with bands or dumbbells or something. If you don't know what you're doing, you really, really want to get a trainer or take some group classes so you can learn proper form and not hurt yourself. This is really important with strength training. Um, and we definitely want some discomfort here. But like I said, not actual pain, right? We, we don't want to go into a workout where we create actual pain and then something is hurt for the long term. So this is about creating some physical discomfort for ourselves through working out. You could also consider pushing yourself here and there when it comes to what I will term cardio or aerobic exercise. You know, if you're used to walking a mile, try to push it one day a week to two to three miles. Or um, maybe the discomfort comes from you're used to purposeful movement three days a week and you up it to four or five days a week. I've, I've had some clients work on becoming comfortable with discomfort by signing up for a race or a run and then training for that. Super uncomfortable for so many people, but so incredible in the confidence that is born from that discomfort and how they go on to make other amazing changes in their lives just from participating in that one thing that was super, super uncomfortable for them. And obviously not only physically, but also mentally, emotionally, you know, that's really uncomfortable to put yourself out there and sign up for something like that and then to do the training on top of it. Okay, another one, and I've been doing this for the past months after my significant other convinced me I just really need to start doing this for some um, health uh, optimization, and um, it's it's growing on me. It's not an easy one. It's incredibly dis- discomfortable, <laughs> uncomfortable for me, um, but I do highly recommend it, and it's to take a cold shower. It's just, it's a, this is another practical example of creating discomfort for yourself to create more health benefits, and I am talking physical, mental, and emotional here. All these aspects are affected. So, you know, you can take your normal shower and then you can do what I do and end with the cold. So you could end with 30 seconds to a few minutes of cold, you know, and it is a process to work into longer cold showers. I started with just a very fast 30 seconds. The the cold is obviously uncomfortable in and of itself, but we know that this also creates a really amazing cascade of hormones 
physiologically in our bodies that lead later in the day to a sense of reduced stress, relaxation, and can even um, help regulate and optimize body temperature, which is why, um, you know, I was convinced to kind of start putting it in place because I was always cold, always cold. So this has helped me actually, I mean, you're cold in the moment, but actually later on in the day, you'll find your, your body temperature normalizes. So I'm not going to go into detail here, but if you want more on the science behind how this works, just do a, do a search in Google Scholar. You're going to find a bunch of information on the benefits of a cold shower. Okay. We, we talked about cold but you can guess what else works here, heat. So any of you who follow me on Instagram, um, you would know I, I definitely a big sauna proponent. I don't get to do it often enough or as much as I would like, but any super hot sauna exposure leads to improvement in so many areas of our bodies. Also lots of research out there on this. So again, you can do a search. If you have access to a sauna and your doctor says it's safe for you, it's a great way to be very uncomfortable that leads to lots of benefits in the body. I personally embrace discomfort through some activities I really enjoy engaging in and pushing myself in, like riding my bike and rock climbing. Um, Both do require some discomfort at times while I'm participating in them, but the feeling of peace and tranquility after I've engaged in these activities is so addictive. and really has created so much well-being in my life. So, you know, on-purpose discomfort through those activities uh, has really created that optimization, that sense of well-being, that confidence, all those things. Purposeful engagement in discomfort not only leads to physical benefits, but to emotional, mental, and dare I say spiritual as well. When, when you nudge yourself into discomfort, you're going to find that the after effects of peace and confidence and a sense of openness to life and all it has to offer, not just the beautiful, easy things, is absolutely what brings meaning and contentment, not comfort. Contentment and comfort are two different things, but it is what brings that sense of fullness to life, more joy, more ability to truly live your life in authentic you, as well as in the body that you want to be living in. So practicing and embracing discomfort, it is a skill like everything I talk about. Most of these things are skills. It is also what brings permanent weight loss much easier and quicker. It is not about feeling discomfort all the time. It's about embracing those difficult moments and emotions, looking at them and reminding yourself how these difficult times are part of the process to move forward to get better, to find more moments of joy and fullness of life. Embrace the discomfort, my friends. Once you do and practice this more and more, you will find it's actually not that uncomfortable at all. Okay, that is it for this week. Thank you for listening, for being here, and we will talk soon. Did you know you can find a lot more help from me on my website, Go to heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. And get in touch with questions on all things I offer, like online courses for overeating, weight loss, goal attainment, and also my coaching and counseling services.